Welcome everybody to the H3 podcast number 727. Don't don't flatter yourself. Number 27 in the United States. 5.5 on WikiFeet. I'm your host, the Fresh Prince of Dead Air. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey and Ridge Wallets. Now, I'm not exaggerating when I say today we've got a heck of an episode. Ian is finally coming back after the break with a PowerPoint that he's been working on for months. Um, We've never done anything like this on the show, so you definitely want to stick around for that. Before that, I do want to slam a little bit of a GERD gank in the house. Now, Cody Cole was on the podcast recently. And I was trying to explain to him why I'm constantly coughing, why am I such a mess. And um, I said, I've got GERD, which is, I don't even know what it stands for, gastral esophagus. I swear to God, reflux disease. It's a disease. (laughs) One of my many diseases. (laughs) So somebody was kind enough to to represent the GERD gang with a uh, sick remix, so... It's really good by uh, Pigeon Music. Pigeon Music. Oops. Oh, my, my girds. what you call the acid reflux disease that I have. How many of my people in the chat got Pecoon. All right, what else we got? Um, so basically, <laughs> I'm torn. Are we Fooper Troopers or are we Gerd Gang? Gerd. You think we're in for Gerd the Gerd? Gang! Hmm. The Fooper days are over. That's true. We gotta let we gotta let the fupa days go. We gotta embrace the gird. I don't want the gird days either, though. I don't want either of them to be honest. Can we just be <clears throat> healthy and normal people, gang? Nah, healthy no. No one is listening gang. to that podcast. Is anyone healthy and normal? Uh. Uh-uh. Are any of you guys healthy and normal? Like, just don't be shy. Like, if you think you're healthy and normal, tell me. Talking uh, to us? Yeah, you guys. I'm fairly normal. Dan, you're not normal. You're ne- next. <laughs> um, I haven't slept yet. So. Yeah, you're fucked up. Zach? Zach, are you healthy and normal? I, I think so. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think Zach yeah, might be I mean, healthy and normal. Yeah, I crippling anxiety. You have crippling anxiety? Other than a crippling anxiety, yeah. Well, other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> hmm. You take anything for that? Uh... I got prescribed something, but I haven't taken it yet. What do you got? Zoloft. Yeah, you're fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no offense, but... I'm just, like, anxious to take the anxiety medication. (laughs) No, I was there. (laughs) Yeah, we were... Yeah. Yeah. But from our experience, I would say just take it. And worst case, stop taking it. Yeah, you could always stop taking it. So, Dan, Dan, you think you're healthy and normal, huh? You I, mean, ha- I guess. You yeah. have any diseases? I got no diseases. No. Hmm. That I know of. 
Well, you would know about it if it was <laughs> if it was bad. So Dan has no diseases. He's in a steady relationship. He's got parents that are are seem to be like normal and loving parents. and productive. Yeah, good parents. Right? Oh, good ha- good childhood? Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, my childhood <clears throat> was pretty great. Hmm. <laughs> Dan's on some king shit. <laughs> that was a soundbite, right? Because I don't see why Ian would say that. And Really? I think it was I a soundbite. No. No way. Dan, tell what? me, are you... Um, <clears throat> how often do you talk to your parents? Uh, at least once a week. I mean... That's weird. Why is that weird? What do you mean? Well, when I was in college, I would go like months without talking <laughs> to them. Uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Is that funny? <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> because, I used like, to go a lot longer without talking to them. I, I've actually been talking to them more now that we're in uh, in the era of COVID, ironically. I don't know, just checking in, just on Zoom calls or whatever. You I, care about your parents? You love them? No, I, no, I, don't, I don't give a shit about my parents. <laughs> yeah, of course I do. Yeah. Wow, I think, Ian, I think Dan might be a, a normal guy, yeah. a normal, healthy guy. I feel pretty normal. I don't know. You used to vape hard, but you kicked it. I mean, that's kicked pretty vape, incredible. Yeah. Wow, we got, a, we, got, we got a normal, healthy guy over here. Yeah. <laughs> so you get the award. Ian, I know you're fucked up. I'm not even going to ask you. <laughs> AB, our new ad, he doesn't. He sleeps like three hours a day. So, I mean, that's yeah. you must have some kind of abnormal. undiagnosed sleeping disorder, eh? Or maybe you do have it diagnosed, but that seems... That doesn't yeah, seem, no. I haven't been professionally diagnosed, but I definitely mm. believe I do. You might want to check that out if you're getting so exhausted and stuff. I mean, sleeping is, is an important function. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Fighting I, demons in my sleep like every night now. Oh, oh poor God. Ian. So Ian, I don't know if you guys heard, <laughs> but Ian kicked. So Sam, I think Sam moved into you and you just like <sighs> this sleepwalking monster. I mean, you, you were a sleepwalker, but like it got much worse, right? Since she moved in. I think because someone's telling me I'm doing it. Like, oh. I might have been doing that the entire time, but I had no feedback on it. So. <laughs> oh, interesting. That's crazy. So yeah. how, how frequently are you sleepwalking? <sighs> Maybe like four times a week. Wow. Holy shit. So do you actually sleep well, though, or do you wake up tired? I, I wake up pretty refreshed, but I have mm-hmm. vague memories of the sleepwalking. Usually it's like, I think there are giant spiders in my oh my room and so, I like throw covers and I like jump out of bed and it's it's intense the so, other the other night Sam woke up and I was just like intently like staring at something she was like what are you looking at and I was like nothing and I I remember this happening I thought I saw like a giant snake in the room oh my god just slithering around Were you just trying not to freak her out, so you're like nothing. Yeah, I was like, she's she no sudden movements. I don't see anything, but in my head, I saw like a big snake in the room. Oh, so I don't know if you guys recall, but Ian like kicked a wall really hard and broke his foot recently. <laughs> Your foot's all healed up, but you keep sleepwalking. Is Sam like totally freaked out by by you being up every night looking for monsters to fight? <laughs> no, she's used to it. She's, I mean, she does a good job calming me down. And getting me back, back into bed, and then I put my belt back on. Oh my god! Well, the belt's not doing any damn good. Ian's strapped to the bed now. But so he, how is that? You unbuckle? Like, how do you get out? Yeah. So I think it does help because usually these like 
I don't know if you call them night terrors or whatever. They last like maybe 40 to 60 seconds. And I spend some time trying to get out of the buckle. Then by the time I get it all undone, take the whole thing off, get up, then usually I'm still in that zone for maybe 20 seconds. And then I realize what I'm doing and go back to bed. You wake up by the time you get out. Yeah. So I think it slows me down a little bit. Maybe you need another buckle. Maybe two buckles. Maybe a straight jacket. So you have one buckle around your waist that just connects to the bed? Yeah, it goes under the mattress. Oh, and then I loop it around and click it in. And then, yeah, it's it, I'm like strapped down to the mattress. So do you have to sleep on your back? Can you sleep on your no, side? There's, there's a little bit of leeway. Mm. I have to like pull it and then I can roll over. Mm. Does but, Sam sleep on top of the belt? Yeah. Does that, it doesn't bother her? No, and she actually likes that because if I'm pulling at it or I'm doing something, it alerts her and then she calms, wow, like, she's calms great. me down. She's a great one, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. She's, she's fantastic. So. I'm glad that she's helping yeah. like, that she's helping you through that. That sounds scary. Are you, are you, do you ever worry that you'll hurt her or yourself when you're sleepwalking? No, not her because I think that I'm, I have enough sense to, you know, <clears throat> recognize that that's like a never ever thing that i yeah. never want to do you still know who she is even though you're asleep yeah all of my little things i do are related to trying to protect myself or her mm. i'm like oh there's these giant spiders we gotta get out. I, I pulled her out of bed the other day. <laughs> oh my god so is she tired of- all the time though because i guess you're well rested but what about her being woken up in the middle of the night every night <laughs> I mean, I'll, who cares? She doesn't complain. <laughs> yeah. No, no, she she says she's okay. Well, she finds like, it funny. You're like, Sam, I saved your life, dude. Why are you not more grateful? <laughs> I know. No, she says she'll talk to me, and I don't remember it. I wonder if you confess weird stuff to her. I know. She can, like, really get into my psyche, and I wouldn't know. <laughs> Damn, you better... So interesting. You better cherish that girl. She's she's a keeper. No, you're you're absolutely right. She is. So, so yeah. is there any way, like, to treat this besides just, like, nailing your ass to the floor every night? I did a whole sleep study. I had I talked to specialists, and the only thing he said was, uh, try melatonin. That's it. Uh, did you try melatonin? I tried it, and it helped. So I'm kind of alternating and taking it now and again to see how effective it is. Why but. not just take it every night? Well, I want to see if it actually helps, which I think it I think it does. Uh, yeah. We just started doing that. I used to take melatonin to help me sleep. It works great. I mean, for me, yeah. it was like a miracle. It just knocked me out. The only thing was the, the nights I take it the next morning, I'm so groggy. Yeah, that's why yeah. I stopped, dude. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. kind of tough. I tried it one time, and that's exactly what I felt. Just foggy mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. morning. One, yeah. one thing I was worried about when you told me about that is like behind you is a window mm-hmm. that that's like on the third floor or something, right? <clears throat> no, my old place was. Okay. And that panicked me a lot. And uh, I had gone out there a couple times on the balcony when I was sleepwalking. That's dangerous. Um, that's fucking but, scary. Yeah. Yeah. But actually now we kind of have set up this thing in my room where if I try to go to the door to get out of the room, we have things in the way that will make noise. If I like bang over <laughs> oh them, I trip. So she's got to sprint to you. <laughs> but I've never tried to like, you know, exit. So I think we're fine. And we're way closer to the to the ground level. 
That's good. In this new place. We got to get like a bungee, hook it to the floor, and then like hook it to your back so that if you try to walk too far away from the bed, it just yanks your ass back. I need like a like a bell around my cowbell as oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. shit, Ian. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So as to your original question, yeah, a little fucked up. <laughs> yeah. You know, you used to have a tremor when you started, but I feel like it's gone away. I mean, I haven't seen you well, in a while. We probably while, don't but. see you enough. Yeah, I still have it. I, I take medication, though. Hmm. So that is that it helps. just a random tremor, kind of like what Bobby described, or is it something? No, it's the same thing, essential tremor. I mean, like you would actually, hmm. if I hold my hand up, it looks fine. Or what's well, a little shaky? I mean, yeah, I mean, and I'm taking stuff, so sometimes it can get a little bad. I think people notice it now and again. If I like reach up and fix my hair, I'm kind of like shaky, but it definitely helps the stuff I take. So, Ian, it's good to hear from you. Yeah. Good to chat, guys. This no is... sound bites that entire time, Zach. Yeah. What the hell? What are you <laughs> is doing? Zach still alive? Yeah. It was. Uh, I was, you know, letting you uh, talk, and I mean, it's it's a heartwarming story. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. I do want to ask because Zach I'm a your story. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> I, I do want to ask because I'm kind of a sick fuck. But do you ever get kinky with like the bed strap thing? <laughs> Zach, this is. A... Take wow. it to OnlyFans, dude. <laughs> Wait, how would that even work? I mean, it's just a strap. What can you do with it? Tie <laughs> you down or some shit, you know? Well, you could have do you that without been, the bed strap. Have you ever been tied down, Zach? Uh, yes, I have, actually. <laughs> Zach, have you ever eaten ass? <laughs> yes, I have. I think we've already covered that. We did. <laughs> this is covered territory. Right, okay. Yeah. And did she shower directly before? Or was it the heat of the moment? <laughs> After a, a hike. No fucking way. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. What? You ate ass after a hike, bro? <laughs> yeah, bro. Holy shit. What? Yeah, yeah. How did it taste? Ugh. Fantastic. Holy shit. That's why I'm saying I'm a sick fuck. fuck. Dude ate ass after a hike. You Was it a poo -poo. hot day? You ate the poopoo. Uh <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was a you know it was a nice temperature, seventy five degrees. Okay, you know? that doesn't matter. It's a fucking hike. That's Did you could, ass, could you tell if right she there. wiped really good before uh, or not? Oh my god! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there was no poop. No, no poop. -poo. Not even like residual. Probably a little residual. It was definitely residual. Yeah. No, it was it was you know it's just like an an ass smell. You know, it's like Holy a good ass smell. <laughs> Hey, fuck it. What the I mean, fuck, Zach? I mean, no. I think. I think. Why not? You know what? I think. God bless him. Yeah, God bless him. I think there's a lot of women that are, that are like appreciate that he's willing to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. a lot not, but a lot yes. Yeah, exactly. you should put it on your Tinder profile. <laughs> I will eat ass after a hike. I will eat. I will eat your ass after a hike. Yes. I hate it. Incredible stuff, guys. <laughs> Uh, this is Ian trying to deliver food, but then he got sleepwalks. <laughs> I'm trying to make it applicable because I love it. Dan liked it. Dan, people are so unexpected. Yeah, thank you. I love Dan, having Dan here. He laughs, and I feel so funny. Dan, you would make a great girlfriend in that regard. A great girlfriend to why? Just because like such explosive, I would feel so funny around him all the time. Oh, to you? Yeah, because you know when they say, I've heard this. You can tell me if, if it's right. You can tell a girl's into you if she's laughing at all your jokes. Yeah, I mean, sure. 
Is that a good um, indicator? Maybe not because she's lying, but she's just happy to be around you. Oh. It, she's ha- yeah. I mean, or, but would you force yourself to laugh if you were around a guy you like? No, but I guess you'll probably see it in a different land, lens. If yeah, you're like, you're like oh, yeah. You're just being flirty, right? You're smiling, yeah. you're laughing. Yeah. So Dan would make a really good girlfriend. I would feel very happy and funny all the time. Well, listen, if it doesn't work out between you guys. Uh, well, with Ela, number. I'll tell you, with Ela, I have to, I'm like doing a batting with weights on, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're like I, I've got I'm I'm operating at a handicap and it makes me funnier. <laughs> because you're a tough cookie. You're a right, tough kid. Right. Okay. If I come out with, with jokes like this, if I come out with jokes like this, Ian uh <laughs> sleepwalking with food, you think I'm gonna get a giggle from Ela? Hell no. Hell it's no. It's not funny. Right. <laughs> so anyway. I'm just kidding around, but come on, you know, you, you what, what, what is this? Why are we fighting now? I'm just trying to talk about Bella Thorne scamming people for ditties. Oh, can we give everyone an update that I have a secret drawer now for the snacks? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, continuing on last week's After Dark, we got into a somewhat heated debate because I said, you know, if I was an alcoholic, you would have no problem hiding your alcohol from me. Not even hiding, but just putting it out of sight. Mm. But, like, when I go, Ela, you know, I've got a f- problem with food. And you've got, like, the most insane snacks out. And I, when I ask you maybe to put it somewhere else because it's not good for me, you says, you just got to control yourself. And I was like, imagine saying that to an, a, a, an addict. It would, mm-hmm. feel, it, would, it, would be, it would feel crazy. I was only merely trying to say that as, a point, as an interesting observation, not really an attack on you. Mm-hmm. But regardless... Ela did smooth all of her drawer or snacks into a drawer, and I have to tell you, I've been doing really well. Nice. Yeah, I know where they are. It's just it's not in my face every time I go yeah. in the pantry. Yeah. Cool. Because I'll go in there to like get beans or pasta or whatever, cooking dinner, right? And then all yeah. of a sudden, it's like, oh, a panda surprise! <laughs> it's like these little cookies with chocolate in the middle, little Pokey. pandas. Pokey. Got it. It's like, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll just take one pokey. <laughs> and then all of a sudden one is five because there's, like, there's so little. I go, oh, it's only like 30 calories per pokey. <laughs> then I eat a whole pack. And it's like 300 calories to my fucking dome yeah. and empty calories. Haha, <laughs> 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 bitch. I'm laughing because you big mad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's actually talk about Bell. Eli, how much to, how much would, first of all, Bella Thorne made two million dollars in like one week so my question for you Ela, is would you show your titties for two million hmm. two million bucks it's a lot of money but i probably wouldn't but because wow. i could technically right yeah of course <laughs> Yeah, of course. So it's you an could. interesting question. Yeah, it's not like I mean, it's not I like guess, hypothetical. It's yeah, a real it's question. Not like, <laughs> well, that I don't know if people are gonna pay as much as Bella Thorne. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. But but then it's like you have to keep. Com- it's a commitment, right? The OnlyFans. It's not like here's my tits. Yeah. Give me two million bucks. Yeah. But would you? Well, I'm not doing it. So I guess the answer is no. No. But mm-hmm. um. I don't, I've not, I mean, good for them, for everyone on well, OnlyFans. She, well, she didn't show her tits, that's the problem. <laughs> but I was just curious, what were your, um, 
Because people keep waiting for our sex tape, and I still don't know who wants to watch that, but... Sex tape? How much? Billion? <laughs> Billion dollars? Billion is shouldn't exist either, so let's not... Jeff <laughs> Bezos is like, I'll pay for it! <laughs> so anyway, Bella Thorne, she apologizes for ruining OnlyFans. I gotta say, it's pretty incredible that Bella Thorne came in and fucked up the entire platform. <laughs> it's incredible that she was able to do this. Because yeah. <laughs> a lot of people were complaining like, this girl is Hollywood, she's mainstream, she's coming in and <clears throat> taking advantage of our platform. And at first I thought they were overreacting and being a little bit ridiculous, but it turns out she really did. <laughs> uh, she made $2 million, record-breaking by far, but in response to the amount of chargebacks and refund requests people got because she did not deliver on her claim that they would be fully nudes, is they capped tipping to $100 and pay-per-view charges to $50. And extended in some uh, countries the waiting period to transfer funds up to 30 days. So I can imagine, you know, for a lot of girls, that probably limits the amount of income they can make. Which is crazy because it just gives you a little um, <clears throat> glimpse into what's going on in OnlyFans. Like, I mean, 50 to 100 sounds like a good tip, but... Yeah, a $100 tip? Well, dude, if you put a candle in your ass and light it, I mean, <laughs> I'm expecting a bigger tip than 100 <laughs> You know, some requests get out there, right? <laughs> so at a certain yeah. point, $100 is not enough, you know? But... Um, right, Zach. Right, <laughs> Zach. You were in. Have you beat off to her OnlyFans? Be honest. There's nothing on there, dude. No like wonder everyone wants their money back. Yeah, I um, mean, I sub unsub to that shit. I mean, disappointment. That's she gave so me, crazy. Instead of, instead dude, of blue you, balls, she gave me bell balls. Bell balls? Why? Like blue ball? It was a bad joke. Never mind. Bella. Oh, Bell. Fuck me. Bella balls. Bella balls. You know, you'd think if you brought in that much money, you would be like, shit, I gotta go show my butthole or something. Because people right. are gonna bounce, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta deliver on two million bucks. She didn't even show her titties. Yeah, you gotta deliver. So anyway, she charged $200 for a nude photo, which was a purchase uh, sent via OnlyFans, causing a torrent of refund requests, because she was, full, she was fucking clothed in the pic. I mean, what the fuck? Mm. Now, can someone explain this? The nude offer may have come from an imitation account. Yeah, I don't know. What the fuck does that mean? This uh, last time too, and um, <clears throat> I, I I tried to research it some more and couldn't really find a definitive answer about it. But she's, yeah, she as far as I've seen, she hasn't denied it, which seems like that would be an obvious thing to deny since she's getting so much heat. So I, I'm leaning towards it being legitimate. I think it has to be legitimate. And there's all, as we're going to discuss, uh, she she seems to be willing to uh, lie about some other things as well. So I wouldn't really put it past her, I guess. Okay. Uh, here we go. This is her apology. <clears throat> she was doing this to remove the stigma behind sex sex workers, and the negativity that surrounds the word sex by bringing a mainstream face to what's what I was trying... That's what I was trying to do, to help bring more faces to the site to create more revenue. Bullshit! You made $200, you didn't even show your titties, and if you really cared, you would have donated it to charity. And then nobody would be angry. She got paid, dude. Come on. Yeah. 
I wanted to bring attention to the site. The more people on the site, the more likely a chance of normalizing the stigma. There's already a lot of people on the site. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. OnlyFans is like a mainstream meme at this point. Although, too, <laughs> eh. I have risked my career a few times to remove the stigma behind sex work porn. Yeah, but you didn't even show titties. I mean, what's the risk? Right. What was it, Zach? What what was it? Why were what why were these photos behind a paywall? What did you see? It was literally just shit she'd post on her Instagram and then she did like a a Vogue, you know those Vogue 73 question thing. She did like an intro video like that what? for her OnlyFans. Yeah. It, it was just bullshit, dude. It was a just regular content. Up. Like, yeah, like not even like a thong or lingerie or anything. It's bikini, and I mean you see some nip, but that's about it. You like see, like through the bikini. Oh, you uh, see nip. Um, yeah, um, but no, dude. I mean you can find that shit on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> that's how would you call that sex work? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think this apology just, uh, dude, that's not sex work, dude. It's a paid fucking Instagram. That's what that was. I'm a mainstream face. Yeah, you've said that. She keeps saying that, like <laughs> flattering herself. I'm a mainstream face. And when you have a voice, a platform, you try to use it in helping others. That's why I made $2 million and pocketed it. Advocating for something bigger than yourself. Again, this is a process I hurt you and that I'm truly sorry. P.S. I'm meeting with OnlyFans about the new restrictions to find out why. And now she's like, I'm the savior. I'm going to save and fix everything. This is yeah. fucked up. I'm sorry. Yada, yada, yada. Send me your links and a pic and I can promote you guys. Yeah. Fucking lame. Weird. That's a... That's it's a, an apology written by like a PR uh, that, agency, if you ask me. Too many like me. weird grammatical mistakes for that though. <laughs> I'm mainstream. <laughs> he goes, I'm mainstream and uh, I'm a mainstream face and I'm just so famous and popular. I thought I could bring more people to your website. And I did do that, but uh, I destroyed the whole platform in the process and I didn't really show titties, but I was just trying to help the sex workers. Dude, there's girls in there taking can burning candles up their ass. You want to talk about sex work? God, I love her. <laughs> Who, the burning candle lady or the fake nudes? It's got to be the candle. Guys. Right. <laughs> yeah, we can infer that it was the candle. Yeah. So this is when it gets a really weird wrinkle in the story. In an interview with the LA Times, Thorne said she was working, she was on OnlyFans as research for a documentary with director Sean Baker. She said, it's a feature we are researching as I'm living it currently. She shared. But then Baker, this director, uh, immediately put out a statement saying, I am not attached to this project. <laughs> it's a really weird lie to say because he's like... I love that. So he tweeted this out immediately. <laughs> he said, I would like to make it very clear that the news of me making a film about OnlyFans using Bella Thorne as research is false. I am not attached to this project. I'm actually in development on two features that I put years of research and love into, and neither of these films have anything to do with Mrs. Thorne or OnlyFans. Earlier this month, I had a conversation with her and discussed a possible collaboration in the far future that would focus on her life and the circumstances leading to her joining OnlyFans. On that call, I advised her team to consult with sex workers and address the way she went about it as to not hurt the sex work industry. This has been the extent of my involvement. I am an ally and have literally devoted my career to tell stories that remove stigma and normalize lifestyles that are under attack. I wouldn't do anything that could possibly hurt the community, so please know that this news is not correct. Thank you. Is she going to get sued for fraud? 
there's a really good chance she's going to get, because, you know, OnlyFans has got to be pissed. Because now they're in the center of this controversy. They're losing a ton of money, getting charged back. You know, when you're, when you're partnered up with a credit card company, a processor, if you get too many chargebacks, it can really affect your business. Mm. They can drop you. They can increase your percentage. So... Interesting. Apparently, part of this too yeah. is that they were paying out the uh, the the users um, without delay, and that that's part mm. of like these changes. They added a thirty day waiting period because they were already paying out people, and then the chargeback would happen. Oh shit! Crazy. So they probably just she's got two million dollars in her account, and then they got like a million dollars of refunds and right. chargebacks. Yeah, and they they can't retrieve that from her. Ooh. She definitely <laughs> took it mainstream. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what happens, right? What, what was that, Ja Rule? What'd you say? That's not fraud. I think oh. it might be, actually. Well... I would call that uh, false advertising. Right. Interesting. Right. Well, that's a good, good, important <laughs> distinction to make. For sure. Alright, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, is going to be the long-awaited epic Ian's PowerPoint that has been he's been working on in the shadows for months. The hype hype is overwhelming. Excitement. Thrills. So don't go away when we come back. We are about to get our minds blown. Join honey.com slash H3. What is that? What it is is that you will go to that landing page, support our show, support our sponsor. You do this plugin, you click it, two clicks, you install this plugin, Honey. What is Honey? What does it do? Let's say you're shopping on the, on the internet anywhere, pretty much any site. All the major sites have got this thing plugged in. You get to the checkout, and then it gives you this little slot that says, hey, do you got a coupon? No, you never have a coupon. So sometimes, if you're really desperate times, you're going to open that second window, and you're going to be like, uh, uh, Best Buy coupon. And then you're going to try a bunch and none of them work. Maybe one eventually does. That's what Honey does for you immediately. It scours the internet for working coupon codes and automatically applies it at checkout. Take, for example, ELA. Why don't you explain what we're looking at well, here, ELA? Sometimes website will even have a code presenting on their homepage, like um, a spring sale. They'll say use code SPRING50 mm -hmm. at checkout, but you'll miss it. Yeah. It happens yeah. to me a lot. Yeah. And so this just makes sure it just at checkout immediately scans everything possible and applies it. Best deal possible. Um, I was shopping at Levi's and I totally thought some stuff were already on sale. So mm. I didn't even think there would be an extra a discount dis on a sale. Yeah. Insane. So um, this just came up and that's totally I was not expecting anything. So this popped up automatically at checkout. You saved $111. This is basically 50% off. Yeah. It's insane. Mm -hmm. And this happens all the time when you have Honey installed. I mean, this is a really extreme case, but this just happened to me very recently. They support over 30,000 stores. It's completely free and easy to install. And uh, you really have nothing to lose. They've saved their 17 million members over $2 billion. Um, it's incredible. You've got nothing to lose. It's one of the best things ever. If you don't already have it, you are missing out on free money straight up. It's literally free and takes seconds to install. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting our show. So to get honey, go 
for the free Honey download at joinhoney.com slash h3. That's joinhoney.com slash h3. You're going to revolutionize your browsing experience. Do you see this? It is way more than what meets the eye. This is the Ridge Wallet. The futuristic wallet that's going to change the game. Now listen up. I've been with my whole life a fat Costanza wallet. You put receipts, cards, cash, coins, all this crap you don't need. And it, it's just, it's too much. You know, uh, my wallet used to literally pull my pants down. <laughs> and so what the Ridge wallet does is it just minimal, minimizes and makes this the ideal situation for having a wallet. It's got slots right here. You slide your cards in, you can fit up to like 11. You push them out here, it holds them securely and safely, okay? Here you've got a, a clip for money. Super strong, super durable, that money's not going anywhere. What you've got here is super sturdy metal. This thing has a lifetime warranty, it will never break. And also, by the way, the slick metal uh, container prevents people from scanning your card and hacking you. Which apparently people do now, fuck that, by the way. But they can't with Ridge, so there you go. Uh, holds up to 12 cards. Uh, apologies. And check out all these cool designs here on their website. Uh, boom. I like, honestly, the titanium burnt. I like all my shit burnt. <laughs> I like my bacon burnt. Just like, I like my titanium like I like my bacon burnt. Anybody? I like mine like I like my champagne. Rosé. Oh, that looks sick. It's like rose gold. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Um, there's 30 colors and styles. They've got 30,000 five-star reviews. It's a durable material. That means each wallet comes with a lifetime warranty. You buy this once, you buy it for life. Bridge is so confident you'll like it. You can use it for 45 days and send it back for a full refund if you don't love it. So, uh, for 10% off today and free worldwide shipping and returns... Go to ridge.com slash h3 and use code h3. Now, we've all been adapted to Ridge. We're all using Ridge now. And I'm not I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. This thing is awesome. I mean, have you seen women's wallets? It's like the it's size crazy. of a it's notebook. All, it's, we don't need it. The thing is, like, you used to have to carry around coins and fucking documents and all this bullshit. Yeah. Look, that stuff's all ancient tech. Ridge wallet, all right? Ridge.com slash H3. Get 10% off and free worldwide shipping returns. We are back. I am not going to waste any time. Ian, what do we have here today? We got another PowerPoint. Hot off the press. I cannot believe it. I've been waiting for it forever. A lot of requests for PowerPoints. Ian, how long have you been working on this project? Uh, I've been kind of putting it together for... Maybe the last month or so. And you've been working on it in secret, too. I didn't even know about mm -hmm. this PowerPoint until relatively recently, but there's, like, been a collab. There's been, um, there's just been a lot of interesting moving parts uh, that's been going on in the shadows. So I'm very impressed. Yeah, I had to go back and forth with, with somebody a little bit to put it together. So we finally just finished it, I think, this last weekend. So, so what is the topic here? What are we uh, exploring? Well, I got a little intro to set it up, so okay, I can great. play this, and and then we'll go from there. 
welcome <laughs> to the future. <laughs> the fuck? Holy shit, that wasn't Jay-Z, that was a robot. <laughs> this is a crazy season of Westworld, dude. <laughs> This is the PowerPoint. This is the intro, dude. <laughs> 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 what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What does it mean? <laughs> what does it all mean, Ian? Well, we'll we're going to get into that. The presentation is called J.I. and the March of the Musical Machines. Hmm. Wow. And uh, that's... The topic, uh, artificial intelligence in music. Mm. There's been some interesting things going on, so I wanted to kind of compile some of it and share it with you guys. So um, Exciting. Our story begins with a rapper, a robot, and a Navy SEAL. So I don't know if you guys heard this story a few months ago. Uh, a channel by the name of Vocal Synthesis put up this video of Jay-Z, uh, wrapping the navy seal copy pasta oh uh, he he trained a machine to <clears throat> mimic his voice and then it would output whatever uh wow. text he put into the machine so if, if you guys want to take a listen here absolutely the fuck did you just fucking say about me you little bitch what all of you know i graduated top of my class in the navy seals and i've been involved in numerous secret raids on all quader and i have over 300 <laughs> confirmed kills i'm training guerrilla warfare and i'm the top slapper in the entire u.s armed forces whoa that's so cool yeah <laughs> but i wonder what jay-z thinks about this did he ever acknowledge this uh actually he did that's oh. actually what set off this whole thing how I first heard about this channel. Uh, one day later, the video was taken off YouTube. Oh, come on. <clears throat> and uh, there were multiple articles written about it. Uh, he oh. issued a copyright strike. Wow. His so this team, is a uh, really interesting uh, precedent here. <laughs> yeah, it sort of opens an interesting conversation about, you know. Who owns it? Uh, right. Ownership. And I reached out to the channel, mm. uh, Vocal Synthesis, and he actually kind of described what happened. Um, this so is said, a in April, Wow. Yeah. In April, I posted three videos of my Jay-Z voice model wrapping various texts. The next day, I received an email from YouTube that the videos had been removed due to a copyright takedown notice from Rock Nation LLC. Wow. When I clicked for further details, the reason stated was, this content unlawfully uses an AI to impersonate our client's voice. Huh. Wow. <laughs> I was pretty surprised at this since, as far as I'm aware, this was the first time YouTube had removed a video for impersonating a voice using AI. I'd been posting these kind of videos for months and had not had any other videos removed for this reason. The day after the takedown, I posted about the situation on the community tab. I made a video about it as well. Thankfully, this was able to generate enough media attention that someone from YouTube looked into it and reversed the original decision. The official reason was, after viewing the DMCA takedown requests for the videos in question, we determined that they were incomplete. Pending additional information from the claimant, we have temporarily reinstated the so, videos. So, wait, I have to comment ah. on this, because I don't think you can DMCA remove for that reason. DMCA is for copyright, not for impersonating AI. I feel like he has, right. he has a legal standing to countersue them for damages. So, but... Uh... Just in general, what do you think about 
Dude, topics. it's crazy. I never even thought about that. It's super <laughs> crazy. I don't know. I think, well, first of all, there's no, there's for sure no legal precedent. So like, but, but theoretically, I totally, I mean, you like, you shouldn't be able to just make an album that sounds exactly like Jay-Z. Like, mm. you know what I mean? I feel like that's, I feel like it's, it's, it's like, this is just one project that's kind of novel and fun and exciting. Yeah. But like he could use this to actually make an album, especially as the technology gets better, as Jay Z, and so I wouldn't, and that's fucked up. From Jay Z's uh, <clears throat> standpoint, though, if there isn't an option right now for AI, whatever reason for the takedown, then he probably just used whatever was available, which the yeah, closest but, one is the copyright. Yeah, I don't know. They I, they probably need to go. They probably they need to figure out. I don't think that's what the DMCA is for. They need to figure out some other legal uh, approach. I, I I don't know. Although I yeah, I, which is uh, <laughs> YouTube obviously said no. We need more information, and then Def Jam did not pursue it further, and his videos went back up <laughs> after this all happened. Wow. Wow. So, well. That's this is mind blowing. Ian. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely an interesting thing because obviously he could get away with parody, mm -hmm. um, but as you said, but it's his voice. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so there is an interesting question there. Well, you, you know, there's deep fakes where they do with uh, sex porn with someone else's face. So I think it's the same argument to be made there. I guess I never thought to take it down like if someone made one of me it kind of seems like you said it's almost like um just funny or novel idea but i guess it's just because that technology is new still to us yes once it gets better okay let's let's draw it out to its like ultimate cl conclusion let's say there's vr porn and in the vr porn they put your face on a body and it's indistinguishable from from having sex with you yeah, it's your like. It is you. It's not your likeness. It's you, right? So I mean, and then in, in the case of of any musical artist, uh, they could do the same, right? So there's definitely an interesting dialogue there. Uh, yeah, and actually, so I kind of looked into the developments of this technology a little bit. So uh, I kind of chronicled it a little bit, so we can have a little history lesson. On the whole thing. Uh, the first musical composition made entirely by a computer, the Iliac One, was programmed in 1957 by these two dudes, Laharen Hiller and Leonard Isaacson. It's called the Iliac Suite. So they put in a bunch of data from like famous composers, you know, Beethoven and Mozart and stuff. And they trained the machine to emulate their style and output its own score that it created. 1957? <laughs> yeah, so this has been around a while. So obviously it couldn't it couldn't generate the music itself, but it created sheet music and then oh. an actual set of musicians oh. played it. So here's a little sample of it. So this was written by a computer. <laughs> and the this is what the computer looked like. That's the <laughs> Wait, I want to keep hearing. <laughs> wow. Okay. Does it go anywhere? Yeah, let me hear this part. Mm. 
So how is this song received by like music critics? Uh, I think, you know, at the time, obviously it's impressive in, in the world of computing, but I think it's probably viewed as kind of a novel idea or maybe a gimmick or something. I don't mm -hmm. think you could really take it and, and fill up a concert hall or something. But but it did uh, worked. Yeah, it, it worked and it was definitely kind of ushering in a new way of approaching music, hmm. I think. And so that was the first piece of music composed by a computer. And then a few years later, uh, the first singing computer was an IBM 7094 uh, programmed in 1961 by John Kelly and Carol Lockbaum. So this is the first computer that actually made voice. Uh, and this might sound familiar. I'm not sure if any of you guys have heard this before, but I'll play a quick little bit of it. Wow. So was that was Kubrick referencing that when he That actually inspired that scene from 2001 right. with Hal that sings that song is because of this wow. computer which was uh, referred to as Daisy. So that was the first computer generated singing voice. Wow. In 1961. Fascinating. That was creepy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, super eerie. Keep well, playing it. I first it. heard it. Keep playing it for me. Yeah, this I can see why this would inspire that nightmare. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's very bizarre. So uh, I asked vocal synthesis kind of how he did his Jay-Z voice, and he explained it to me. It's a little confusing. I don't know. You want to read it, Ethan? No, you you read it. You're doing okay. pretty man. <laughs> First, I gather a training set consisting of transcribed audio of the speaker. Ideally, this would be at least a couple hours of clear, high-quality audio with minimal background noise. This is a somewhat tedious manual process as I have to sync up the audio with the transcript and filter out parts of the audio that are unusable for training, e.g. if there's too much background noise or multiple voices overlapping. Once the training set is constructed, I fine-tune the Tacotron 2 model. That's the name of the <clears throat> program that he uses which takes six to 12 hours. The result of this will be a voice model where I can pass in any text sentence by sentence and it will output audio that sounds like the voice reading that text. This guy's some kind of genius or what? Who is this guy? <clears throat> so uh, all of this is um, uh, available. People you can, can Anyone get, can do this. Yeah, you can go get this like Tacotron 2. Mm. You can get the code. It's all You just open transcribe, source. you feed it in, you call it a day. Yeah. It would be really easy to do it to me because I'm just talking on the podcast all day. Right. There's hours. Yeah. 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 You have a lot of source material, so it, it would be very easy for you to, to have that done. Uh-oh. Someone knows how to do it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so since the first singing computer, we've had many developments. Uh, in 1997, Sony Computer Science Laboratory's music research team is founded, going on to develop numerous technologies related to electronic-based music. So Sony has a whole division kind of devoted to advancing this technology. Uh, this was in 2002. It's called the Continuator, which I found kind of interesting. It's you play a piece of music.
And so the computer is analyzing all this. Right There's something now. with the audio. having a duet with the uh, robot. So it, it, yeah, it takes what you play and then it scans it and registers which notes and your pacing and your selections and then it takes that and it continues it on. Hmm. Oh my God. Without you. So, uh, yeah, that's that's been developed a lot further since then. That was kind of the first instance of that in 2002. But there's now things that you'll play some notes and it will finish out a whole song. Hmm. So it's pretty interesting. And then more recently, there's this uh, thing called Ava, created in 2016. Hmm. It's the first virtual composer to be recognized by a music society <clears throat> uh, based in France. Using deep learning and reinforcement learning systems, it emulates classical styles like Bach and Beethoven scanning their works and creating new ones to be used in video games, commercials, et cetera. So this technology is actually applied commercially. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So here's a little example of how it works. To describe so it how did Ava learn to be a classical composer? It starts with a huge database of classical music that's stored in MIDI format. This means that the computer knows every note and chord that's played, including the pacing and rhythm. Using a recurrent neural network, it looks for patterns in the selected tracks to understand the basic style of the music. Ava practices by predicting what notes will come next in the track. Once it gets good at these predictions, it creates a set of rules for that style of music. It's now ready to create an original score. So it just scans it all and through trial and error figures out all the exact patterns hmm. to uh, make like a functioning uh, product. And so this program, I actually have a little example of this, what it sounds like. So there's a whole, I mean, wow. this is an hour. That it was just awesome. generates. Keep playing it. I, I'm curious. I really, you know, they say that creatives will be the last ones to lose their jobs to AI, but this proves that wrong. Completely. Like, why do you, why would you even pay a music? Uh, well, you know, obviously, but like it's going in the direction where you can just have an AI squirt out a, a cinematic tune for your movie. And in a way, it makes me wonder, like, would it make it cheaper then? Of course. So it, it kind of like will change the whole value of things and how you, we see what's valuable. You could probably be like, I didn't like that one. Do another one. Yeah. Where with the composer, it's like how much effort has gone into that song. I just spent like three months on this. Yeah. Let me hear some more, Ian. This one's called I Am AI. Wow, how very uh, self-aware. Can you skip forward? So our... our it makes me wonder, like, how much does it learn? Because... 
maybe what's special about hum- being human is that like there's a little bit unpredictable uh, or like putting in there's something a little bit unpredictable but then would it learn that too yes <laughs> so it would learn that because i feel like everything is a pattern right even like yeah. the best musicians let's say there's something a little unpredictable or something whatever it is they're doing there's some kind of pattern to it right yeah is there any what do composers think about this are musicians scared of this robot i mean if you go down in the comments there are a lot of people who who are writing things like i do this for a living this does make me a little uneasy Hmm. i definitely saw a lot of that obviously this is pretty new this was i mean this company ava was uh made in 2016 but you can actually go and license Ava right now if you wanted to wow. and churn out music for your for your uh, products. Wow. So this is a whole other uh, application of this software. Uh, it's called Vocaloids, and it takes singing computers to new heights. A mm. uh, Vocaloid, like famed Japanese sensation Hatsune Miku, is a piece of software that articulates lyrics in the voice of a character. Uh, the first Vocaloid, made in 2000 by Yamaha, was originally named Daisy in reference to that original singing computer I showed you guys mm-hmm. um, back from the 60s. So, the I mean, I'm sure you guys are already familiar with this, but this is kind of like a pop sensation in Japan that is completely, you know, generated by a computer. And the character doesn't exist, but still sells out concerts all over the world. This shit is so crazy. Like, look at the size of this concert. So is this a hologram or just a screen? Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a screen that they project, they project it onto the screen. So it kind of looks like a hologram effect. Mm -hmm. So I wonder uh, if there's, I wonder if like the dancing is probably based on somebody's actual movements. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm sure. But then the whole voice and the song and everything is just. I can't believe people actually go to see this. I mean, not not to belittle their their enjoyment. It's just it's just surprising. Well, this uh, this character uh, was actually supposed to play at this year's Coachella. Really? Holy yeah. shit! There was a slot was for she, Hatsune. How how high up was she in the um in the uh, I think like leaderboard? The, I think like the fourth line down. <laughs> wow! And because I wonder. I wonder if she could play two venues at the same exact time or if it's like a whole team dedicated to her. Interesting question. Because, Uh, you know, it's kind of like, it kind of cheapens the experience of seeing her, right? If she's playing at other venues, uh, like all over the world at the same time, I wonder. I think they can blast her out though because like technically the company that makes Hatsune, the Vocaloid, uh, doesn't own... uh, doesn't own anything that is then made with that software. We could buy oh. this software right now mm-hmm. if we wanted to. Yeah, I was about um, to say that I've I've heard that people uh, sample her voice in their own music. Like uh, it's kind of like an open source like whoa. voice. Interesting. I think the, having said that, the company I think they put on like expos and things, and they try and be pretty involved with the whole with the whole thing. But that doesn't give them you know control over the product. And do you think that there's Hatsune Miku porn? I mean, yeah, come on. There's come all, porn there's everything, of course. Yeah. <laughs> huh. But actually, what's, you know, 
so tantalizing about the idea of this machine for for labels and things like that is then they build a big brand presence. They can license her out all over the place. Uh, there are so many commercials with with Hatsune, uh, <laughs> and you don't have to worry about dealing with any talent. You just throw it around Crazy. whoever will pay. So I don't know if you guys have seen this. Uh, apparently, this went viral. This Domino's app. I remember. Do- yeah, I, I I vaguely remember it, but I'd love to watch it. I, I only saw it for the first time last night, and I was blown away. Uh, it's so funny. Hello, everyone. I'm Scott, president of Domino's Pizza. Have you heard of Hatsune Miku? Today, I'd like to announce a new collaborative project featuring Hatsune Miku. Domino's app featuring Hatsune Miku. Hatsune Miku exists in a software called Vocaloid. Vocaloid enables you to produce songs. A character named Hatsune Miku sings the songs you create. A great feature is you can create songs as you like. I knew our talented Domino's Pizza crew could work together and create great Vocaloid songs. What's the dramatic close above his eyes? Yeah, it's, it's so strange. I want to watch edited. the whole thing. Yeah, I, I don't want to miss a moment. Kuropi, Eshi, Chokyoshi, Furitsukeshi. Everyone. Amazing Vocaloid songs have been created with the fantastic imagination of the crews from all over Japan. The challenge was successfully carried out, and this new collaborative app was produced. Uh oh. Based on Miku's image, the Domino's app changes its appearance. A lot of music and illustrations produced by Domino's crew are here. From the menu to the order, it looks very cute, just like Miku. Once your pizza is delivered, have some fun with Miku. It comes with a social camera function and you can take various poses, pictures of Miku. Very cool. And last but not least, the live performance. Start the pizza stage live and point the camera towards the pizza box, and the pizza box will turn into a live dancing venue. A live performance of Love for Night, produced by Domino's crew. Here we go! What? That shit is so crazy. Yeah, it's so I bizarre. Guess it's the kind cuts. of an epic collab. It is an epic collab, <laughs> but it's like, it's so dystopian and weird. <laughs> It's I mean, their app with, looks a lot more fun to use with the like all the custom. I'd buy. I mean, give me look. any reason to buy a pie. <laughs> I mean, you go on YouTube and you can look up like Hatsune Miku commercial compilations, and she's just been licensed out to everything. Wow! Um, so it's it's perfect. So then here's another. We're getting near the end of it here, but this is another company called Jukebox AI that. Vocal Synthesis actually told me to check out. Uh, it's backed by Microsoft, and uh, it was recently started up in San Francisco. It evolves the whole process of generated music even further. And I got a couple audio samples from their website here. <clears throat> so this is country in the style of Alan Jackson. And what this uh, system does is you just insert like thousands and thousands of hours of musical data uh, from all genres, just all over the place. And it can take it 
and even the voice of, of, of people. So they tell him Alan Jackson and we want country and it creates a whole new song with lyrics that has never existed before sung by Alan Jackson. So mm-hmm. it builds a whole new song and you just hear this, this didn't exist until the software uh, produced it. Let the darkness fade away. And you feel that I feel the same. It's a little fucked up, but it. This is long as I'm there. That's gonna kind of make you feel like an idiot as an artist. You're like, yeah, the robot. The robot's like, yeah, I get you. <laughs> I can do that shit. Yeah, the, the voice is a little warbly because, yeah. you know, but it, it wrote the lyrics. It created the musical composition, how the lyrics were sung, just taking information from Alan Jackson's previous songs and catalog and just made this. Wow. And the the audio is a little off, but this is fairly new technology. This was supposed to four months ago. Um, so you have to just expand it out in like 10, 15 years. You could just pop out an Alan Jackson album. Yeah, when he's when when artists are gone, you can have robots making new music for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. uh and they it could, they can put in like, oh, we want kind of like a disco Alan Jackson album. And then it could do it. <laughs> do we have uh, that? <laughs> they haven't posted that yet, but uh <laughs> it's it's a possibility. Here's another example. Classic pop in the style of Frank Sinatra. Whoa. It's Christmas time and you know what that means. Oh, it's up time. As I like the tree this year, you'll be in a time. It's super creepy, dude. That is by far the most unsettling. It's so creepy. Yeah, it's pretty unsettling, right? Yeah. I know. I wonder if it means that, like, as a just as a listener, if you had like a weird fantasy, like I'd want to hear Michael Jackson rap, then you would be able to just request that probably <laughs> or like artists yeah, no, that that's... never coexisted uh, yeah. collaborating or something Jimi hendrix that... does a guitar solo with kurt cobain or something right that's something though that, that they actually have described on their site is we can pick any genre pick any artist <laughs> and do kind of like what well, what if scenario yeah right? so uh yeah and then they have all these things where they finish songs you can find them on youtube if you search like uh <laughs> open AI finished song, like someone did like a Smash Mouth one where they give it the first 20 seconds and then the AI makes the end. Mm, and it sounds like that. a new song. Uh, obviously, I didn't include it because copyrighted music, but um, no, there's a whole wormhole of this stuff. It's so, so is interesting. Ju- is this channel Jukebox AI popular? Is, there, is this, these tracks have a lot of listens? I mean, 
Not as much as you'd think huh. for something like this, because it's still that warbly voice. It's not mm-hmm. like as polished. Once they hit that point, maybe this is a song that you'd want to listen to. Mm. So we'll see. But <clears throat> combined with all the developments we've seen in the Jay-Z deep fake Navy SEAL incident that began our story, hologram tours such as the Whitney Houston experience start to raise some interesting questions regarding the future of music and ownership of an artist's identity. So I'm sure you've heard of these like hologram tours that have started mm-hmm. to become a thing. Um, this was the most recent one that was actually going uh, right before lockdown at the beginning of this year with Whitney Houston. <clears throat> and when you look at something like this, this is a concert uh, from back in, I think, January or February that people all attended with Whitney Houston her estate signed off on it. So this hologram was just touring the U.S. That's now, if so you take weird. this... Oh, those are real dancers on either side of her. What mm-hmm. the And there's a full band, but then <laughs> she is a hologram. <laughs> oh, my God. What? That's a weird so, gig as a dancer. Look at them. <laughs> <laughs> They're dancing yeah, so with a you, ghost. So if you, you'd like to imagine, you know, jump forward... A decade from now, you take this, you combine it with open AI jukebox technology. You can make, you can go, I want like a brand new Tupac album and he's going to tour it, you know? That's so, yeah, that's weird. I wonder if that will ever be kind of accepted. I mean, you look at something like this, it's got a full house. These tours, pretty successful. There's like a Roy Orbison one. There was, um, there's been a couple. There's a couple companies that this is what they specialize in now. So are these just, uh, how are they producing these? Hol- these are her old performances that were recorded and they just blast her on Yeah, the and then stage. they take old recordings yeah. of her music. And I think they might actually do something where it's like they a take loop. her face and they put it on a, on a body at times. Uh-huh. Right. They've done that, like, for example, when actors die during the production of movies recently. Yeah. Mm. So um pretty pretty creepy stuff. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. wild. <clears throat> you think they that a robot could replace me? I would have never thought so, but this is kind of showing that have like, I already been replaced? <laughs> How do I know? Am I real? <laughs> oh, I mean hypothetically we could swap you out. The H3 podcast could go on for hundreds of years. We have enough data. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of data. I mean, well... So with the AI, you still get into, like, uh, hot water? Like, would you still fuck up sometimes? I mean, it's part of the pattern, right? <laughs> AI, me, it's would still... the algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. I don't know if you could be replaced, but I don't know, maybe one of us. <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys for sure. That's not even a question. <laughs> Just sit here with a bunch of robots. so this kind of brings us to the end of the presentation and we got one final message that i've got here to share with you guys uh to wrap it all up so i think you'll get a kick out of this (laughs) 
You're listening to the HP podcast. Who we got on the scene? Could it be Papa Shoe Nice, Bill Delphine? We talking front wipe or back wipe? What you gonna do with me then? Enough and the whole damn crew. Goose and gaps with all the guests you'll see. The best podcast in the world. Take it from me, JC. <laughs> HP baby, we podcasting now. You're watching H to the three, 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 three. You're watching H to the three, 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 three. You're watching H to the three, 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 three. You're watching H to the three, 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 three. My drinks are made while the incest on the sleep. Shredder was not barking, all freighters acting sweet. We'll do the real raw ritual with more. And ET, share a laugh with the real JFC outlaw, Jimmy Lee. They said we wouldn't come back, but you, we always do. Rice from the ashes like the Phoenix on the flex back to two. <laughs> You're watching H to the three, three, three. 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 Come on. Wow. Jay-Z. Are we going to get sued? Oh, my God. Wow. That's got to be kind of a fantasy for you, Ian, as such a fan of hip-hop to have. I had a little bit of chills. You got chills? I did. Dude, because Jay-Z just wrote a song for us. Yeah. That's got to be like you just wrote a Jay-Z song, Ian. Yeah. It'll too, it's too bad no one will see it because Rock Nation is going to take this shit down. Yeah, yeah. they're going to sue us. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's, that's the end. That's the end of the presentation. Oh, my God. Hey, Dutter. Dude, that song is amazing. I would that make that amazing. I would make that our theme song, but I'm afraid they'll like take down every episode we use. You know, <laughs> you heard about that? Wow. Tell me about the process of making that song. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to give a huge, huge, huge shout out to Vocal Synthesis on YouTube, who started this whole thing. Vocal Synthesis. Go check him out. Uh, he's got so many of these voices over there he's got trump he's got oh i have to kanye look. he's got to. bernie sanders he's got so many people so yeah i wonder was, if i wonder because we're looking for someone to do impressions for the show i wonder if he could have a robot do impressions oh. but but i wonder AI. if he types in something real fast yeah but i wonder if you could really have a conversation mm. you know i see what you mean like like on the go it kind of yeah. now yeah it, needs from, to be pre-planned correct me if i'm wrong ian but yeah it, it kind of has to be pre-scripted because there's a there's a bit of a process to generate all these little sound bites. yeah it takes a lot of hours of of data entry and training the system to to recognize the so, voice patterns. so you just wrote the lyrics you gave it to him to churn out and jay-z voice and how'd you do the singing picture so that i found an app that hmm. uh it it's like it maps your face like a like an emoji, you know, like iPhones and emoji mm. thing. So I had to point the camera at my face, and then I did the whole song, oh. mapped it to Jay Z's face. Wow. Um, but yeah, no, I I gave him uh, the lyrics, and he was down. Took him a few days, and then he sent to me. Then I sent it to Zach, and Zach made the instrumental. Oh. Yo, you made the instrumental, Zach? No yeah, way. that was me. <laughs> Whoa! H3 Crew original. Oh Wait, how did you... So, Zach, you made the music to the lyrics? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, th this is Ian's thing. You know, this is totally Ian's thing. But he uh, he sent me the AI lyrics, and there were multiple sets. And 
Ian's like, make a Jay-Z style beat. And I did what? put the drums, the bass, and piano. Dude, and... you guys, I'm, st- ah, that was awesome. so impressive. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that song was, was I feel like super... I've been under a human experience right now, or experiment. Yes. Be- because like, I knew it was fake and there's nothing, no meaning in it, but I still feel like. Jay-Z wrote a song for us. Yeah. <laughs> but the music was sick as well. Wow, I'm impressed. Good job, everyone. (laughs) You know, I got to say, like, ultimately, while you did a fantastic job, Ian, and I'm super impressed, I do wonder if I could replace you with a robot. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I don't think you'd want to It seems like the technology is there. I mean, like, hypothetically, I suppose. Yeah. But we'd never want to use that technology. No, I would never want to. uh, (laughs) Yeah. I would never want to... uh, you sure you want me to look into it a little bit? I do a little Googling. Yeah. Yeah, we better just look into it. Okay. It's cost-saving, you know. <laughs> this probably doesn't sleepwalk all right, and all I'll that. Check it out. Yeah. Wow, great job. That wow, was wow, wow, wow. Amazing. Ian, Zach, Ian, 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 Zach. And what's the other channel's name? Vocal Synthesis. Vocal Synthesis. <laughs> well, Ian, another PowerPoint... Ian, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, when you first set out on this, um, you actually asked the dude how difficult it would be to to make one of Ethan, right? Oh, I was was kind of expecting that to happen. I was like, oh, I I did originally. That was my first thing. But, you know, as as mentioned, it takes a lot of work. It was like an enormous Mm -hmm. amount of work to train. Yeah, to analyze it all. He already had Jay-Z, yeah. I love that it was Jay-Z because I don't don't know. I I used to listen to his stuff a lot, so it was kind of like, (laughs) well. Well, in a way, Jay-Z's cooler because I could make a song about the show. Right. You know what I mean? Not that special. Yeah. No, I'm glad too because that was kind of the whole uh, impetus for the entire thing was that original Mm Jay-Z copyright takedown. Full circle. Yeah. Wow. No, it was great. Great work, guys. <laughs> this is what the podcast this is all about. This was worth the wait. We waited, and it was worth it. Well, you may have just outsourced yourself out of a job, performed yourself out of a job. But anyway, thank you, Ian. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, everybody involved. That was a really a, such a fun ride. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Actually, since we're on the topic of... Uh, uh, let me unstick you now, Ian. Since we're on the topic of robot robotics and all that, Elon Musk just did a demonstration of the Neuralink, which, again, Elon is, he's got his hands in everything. He's going to Mars, he's making electric cars, and now he's putting chips in your brain. Um, Just had a baby. High energy pig. Yeah, he's got, that baby's got a chip in his head for sure. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So anyway, uh, this is the Neuralink. This is something he's, he's apparently been working on and teased quite a bit and just to kind of cut to the chase here he's got pigs he's been experimenting on so he implanted chips in their brain and this is just to kind of show how it works so here i'll let him explain okay this is a a high energy pig um all right gertrude thanks for coming out um so what you're, the, the beats you're hearing are real-time signals from the neural link in Gertrude's head. So this neural link connects to neurons that are uh, in her snout. So whenever she snuffles around and touches something with her snout, the, that sends out uh, neural spikes, which are detected here. Um, and so on the screen, um, you can see 
each, each of the, the spikes from the 1,024 electrodes. And, and then if, you, if she, yeah, she snuffles around, touches this knot in the ground, or you kind of feed her some food, pigs love food, um, then uh, you, you can see the neurons um, will fire much more than when you're not touching this knot. And uh, that's what's making the, the beeping sound. So, all right, cool. So as you can see, so obviously it's really early technology, but like, so they've got a chip in the brain that can tell when the pig is smelling something. And um, apparently the end goal of this Neuralink is that they say that they can cure. Are you ready, Ela? Spinal injuries. I know. I, I read that and I was like, let's go. Autism. Neurological disorders. Anxiety, depression, pain, unhappiness. Just straight up no, unhappiness. That one weirded me out. <laughs> unhappiness. We started what does that with mean? back pain. It's yeah. like so I can understand it. It's very clear. And Yo, dude, unhappiness? I'm unhappiness. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? I don't think that's like a diagnosable condition. Like anxiety, depression, I get. It's so unhappiness. <laughs> yeah. How do you even define what? A little, little left. You're like, uh. <laughs> a little more happy. And it will let you control any gadget with your brain. So I guess Elon's stated goal with this is that he wants to compete with AI because they are able to process information so fast, like instantaneous really eventually, that the human brain takes too long to process information by inserting a neural link when we're like, let's just say on the computer or interfacing with technology and information we can absorb it faster so you won't have to yell at alexa you could just be like you be like this <laughs> yeah but or or to each other right yeah. so it's almost like, tele like tele telepathy what am i saying telepathy. right now you're saying uh cure my unhappiness <laughs> yeah it's like technological uh tele 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 uh. telepathy 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 it would fix that Oh, yeah, whatever that is, <laughs> fixed. <laughs> so apparently the technology that they're displaying is not revolutionary at all. But what is revolutionary... I feel so stupid today. Like, everything so far is, like, mind-blowing, and they're like, oh, this is, like, uh, 20, 20 years ago already. Yeah. 1961. <laughs> we had a robot that could read brainwaves, and his name was Daisy. <laughs> Data is transmitted. So the, this part is is really revolutionary. It's wires wirelessly transmitted via Bluetooth, like radio waves. Now this is freaky because people can be able to hack your fucking brain. Okay, people are gonna hack your brain. That's weird. I mean, whoa, I'm not doing this. <laughs> so, but that that so if you can cure anxiety and depression and unhappiness and all this shit, that also indicates that you can cause those feelings in people too uh, you know on the right. other side yeah so you hack into someone and be like fuck you you're anxious now <laughs> i don't know why oh my god i don't like that i don't like that the device has all day battery life and charges similar to a smartwatch on a phone so you just put your head against the wall <laughs> I don't god, this is so creepy <laughs> I think I'll just take the back pain at this point. I don't yeah, know. I'm I'm definitely not volunteering for it. I'll tell you that. And over the last week, I've been having a lot of back pain. So this is really close. 
to my heart right now. Here, you're gonna love this. So this is this goes against your skull. It's got uh, oh, I don't even know what this means. A thousand twenty-four channels. Who? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it has to be installed via a surgical robot. It's just like in the movies. That yeah, this robot it just it's fucking just like, plugs it into your brain, bro. I mean, that's Black Mirror episode <sighs> that we've already seen. I don't like it. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't like it. I the, don't like it. The device was vastly simplified. It's a flat disc. It's installed by a robot by cutting a small circular hole in the top of your skull and inserting the device directly onto your brain. I don't like it. <laughs> But the device has received FDA breakthrough device designation. Mm. This, this essentially means that it's a first step toward FDA approval. It will allow them with oversight to start the process of conducting human trials, of which I will definitely not be volunteering. I don't like it. The product <laughs> is years, decades away from market, thank God. <laughs> Let's keep it on the pigs for now. Uh, despite the slick presentation, people in the medical field are claiming that... Um, this essentially revealed their Neuralink's actual device is less capable than similar medical devices already on the market. Though the small form factor of it and significant improvement to battery technology and the wireless aspect make it uh, a notable announcement, although not the game changer that Elon Musk, of course, claims it to be. Who, by the way, now is the fourth richest man in the world, or maybe fifth. He wasn't even close. When we... When we started this podcast, we were like, Elon Musk forever. Mm-hmm. And then he was, I think, a billionaire. But now he's like the fifth or fourth richest person in the world. Because Tesla is like, went to the moon. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Uh, and SpaceX, I think, is making money now, too. So there you go. Who's volunteering for a neural, Neuralink? I'm going to pass for now. Thank you. Thank you, Elon. I love it! Oh, he Trump loves it. Is. Trump loves it. Trump loves it. Yeah. <laughs> I said I love it! Anyone? Anyone volunteering? To get a, a hole cut in their brain by a robot? I'll have to wait it out. Maybe like the second generation. Yeah, maybe. I'm just hoping the tech gets polished by the time I get like Alzheimer's or something. I mean, that does sound really appealing. Well, if you're at like an end of life level of uh, disease or yeah. something, then it's like, yeah, plug me in, baby. I mean, that sounds a lot more pleasant than like uh, chemotherapy, for example. Just as a treatment, just get something installed in your yeah. brain. Yeah, no, if, I, if I'm going to die, if I have some crippling disease, then yeah, plug me in. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to take it just because I want to think. Alexa. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to talk to I don't want to talk wireless,ly to Alexa. <laughs> Maybe I do. Parkinson's is one such disease that they discussed. Like it could potentially help with that. Yeah, they you know Wait, they already one? they already have that Parkinson's. Parkinson's. Oh. They have already it's called deep deep brain stimulation and they have they put devices in the brain and then when they activate it their hands stop shaking. Wow. I'll show you a video. Can someone find a video? I just watched one recently of deep brain stimulation with a Parkinson's patient. But uh, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, for those kind of uses, uh, 
obviously, you know, that is game changing and, and impressive and everything. I just worry, you know, especially the, um, the aspect where you're saying like uh, curing unhappiness in these abstract things. I mean, yeah, you know, it's kind of loosey goosey of what that means exactly. And if curing unhappiness means it, um, gives me a serotonin shot when I uh, buy a product from Amazon or something. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just... Well, I'm assuming the way that it would work is that you would probably buy... Well, wouldn't wouldn't it, like, kind of transcend the need for, like, serotonin shots and all that? Well, I guess it would be stimulating your brain in the same way that the natural organic processes that normally kind of mm-hmm. constitute right. our emotions and feelings and everything it, it kind of like emulates that in a way and so yeah i don't know it's a it's a it's a real moral gray area i don't know people a lot smarter than me have probably put more thought into it already i know there's a whole fields of like ethics of you know biotechnology and all of this kind of stuff and because this is all coming real fast. I mean, even aside from the the brain stuff, you know, there's all of the uh, genetic modification. You know, mm-hmm. designer babies. You want right. your baby to have yeah. green eyes. You know, you can. They can right. already do that. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's easy. Yeah. But I don't think it's something that's really done on mass yet. I think but... it's illegal in the United States, but in some countries it's legal because basically you take an an egg, and you can. Uh, uh, you can dis, you can determine what are the characteristics of the baby if it's male if it's girl the color of the eyes right. the eye, et cetera et cetera mm-hmm. and you can mm-hmm. essentially determine what kind of baby you want just from which egg you use so it's a really simple form of of engineering your your child but more complicated stuff like intelligence obviously you can't determine by an egg here's a dude that I'll, something here's what I was as talking simple about. as pouring a drink is no longer a problem and those results are common. Deep brain stimulation is a remarkably effective therapy for symptoms of movement disorders. It can dramatically improve quality of life in patients with Parkinson's disease, essential tremor, and dystonia, and it has long-lasting effects. The surgery involves putting an electrode in the brain to modulate brain activity to reduce symptoms for Parkinson's disease, for those patients who no longer respond to medication, the symptoms we try to reduce are those of tremor, rigidity, cramping, dystonia, and dyskinesia. Here's how the surgery works. Oh, that looks First, casual. First, a frame is placed over the head to stabilize <laughs> Oh, I thought she had to cruise like Next, that. Next, an MRI <laughs> pinpoints the brain region where electrical nerve signals in the brain are misfiring. An electrode attached to a wire is inserted through That's a tiny so opening in the dude. skull and implanted in the trouble spot in the brain. After we place the electrode, we keep an enormous database of the impact that these electrodes have on patient outcome, the location of the electrode, and its impact on outcome. And so over the years, we've been able such to a determine video exactly the, the best <laughs> location. It's like they're trying the to sell me. I know, it's like, like an infomercial. It's great, you don't need to and sell me. Call 1-800-DEEP-BRAIN-STIMULATION. <laughs> what signs and symptoms in the operating room predict the brain electrode is I connected see to a wire, after. leading to a neurostimulator placed under the skin, 
just below the collarbone. Do they show that, Zach? The stimulator works yeah. like a pacemaker. Yada, yada, yada. 70,000 people worldwide. We have one of the largest movement so, disorder centers, not only in the United States, but so in the world. you see the shaking, and when I click the button, movement it stops. Disorders, neurologists it's crazy. who all specialize in various aspects of movement disorders. Here at UAB Hospital, 80 to 100 DBS surgeries are done every year. Dr. Harrison Walker demonstrates how when the stimulator is turned off, the tremors return. Wow. And back on again, Benny's tremors are gone. Dude, it's amazing. Wow, that's incredible. It's so cool. And is thrilled with the care he received at UAB. Open the hands wide as you can. Now open and close, big and fast as you can. Good. From the very beginning to the pre-op, to the actual operation itself, I feel loved, cared about, concerned. I'm going here. I don't have Parkinson's, but I'm going there. <laughs> they sold me. Benny <laughs> Burton credits the expert and compassionate... Pretty cool. So there you go. I mean, the, that's... So cool. Yeah. Wow. Theodore's going to get a brain implant. I mean, like, you know what I mean? That generation. The generation. This episode is uh, mind blowing. I wonder if, if like, say we both have brain implants, if I can program your brain implant to think that my dick's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> the cure do. can can what I'm saying is okay, can Neuralink so cure can, small dick? If you have three things that you could <laughs> brain brain program me, yeah, what would those be? Happiness. <laughs> uh, yeah, happiness. My dick is enormous, and um, it's funny. It's just for you. It's not for me. I would bring with my. I want my brain to think my dick is enormous too. I don't even care about the size. It's funny know, that I'm that's like. <laughs> no, I, I. It is always the guys that care about it. Yeah. I don't think women give a fuck in general. It makes yeah. it even hotter. I do love tiny penises. Oh. Oh, Trisha likes Trisha Loki. Agrees. So we'll we'll program hers to think that her partner's is small. Yeah, <laughs> Ethan. Sorry, so sorry to interrupt. Um, the thing you asked me to look into earlier, the the replacing Ian. Um, I got a, I got it hooked up. Really? Couple, yeah. Huh? Yeah, I made a couple calls during that last segment, and uh, and we're we're ready. So, um, well, fantastic. I, I'm glad we got such a quick turnaround. You know, Ian was starting to kind of frankly make too much money to the point where it wasn't really worth keeping him around. I'd rather I'd rather make one big investment mm. up front and then it's and we're going to save money over time. Right. I mean that presentation was really good but it gave me this idea. Let's say, let's say hello to AI Ian. Ooh, wow. Oh. Hey. Whoa. AI Ian. What's up losers? Oh. How's it going? <laughs> Wait, why are you being? What did we do? Why is it? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Aren't tone down. You want to make another entrance less rude? <laughs> you want to take me, take me back to the factory? Feel free. What? <laughs> Dan, was this like a discount? Why is he so rude? I'm not. Well, we had to. Remember, we were talking about like these AI being trained by uh, teaching a learning process. I uh. I didn't know what else to use, so I used the comments from our podcast youtube videos <laughs> <laughs> oh no we're gonna have to re-educate we're gonna have to re-educate you ain can we wrap this up i got places to be what <laughs> where can you possibly yeah, have to go? What? i'm pretty sure leafy is live streaming right now 
I'm missing oh, it. <laughs> so hang on. You're a fan of Leafy? Is that, am I understanding that correctly? One of the best on the platform. Well, not on the platform anymore. Thanks to you. <laughs> oh. mm. You don't have you any... You know that that's a conspiracy theory, yeah, right? Not, there's no truth to that. How, you don't have any insider information. Why do you think that it was me? I mean, the breadcrumbs are there. <laughs> I'm just picking them up. <laughs> wow. I gotta say, I, I'm not sure about this AI. So this is not Ian right now. No, it looks identical. No, Ian's fired. We got rid of Ian. We just so, I mean the the eyes are creepily red. Yeah. They made evil Ian. I don't like this. <laughs> I was supposed to just get a carbon copy of Ian. I thought that's what I was promised, Dan. Yeah, uh well, unfortunately this thing costs a lot of money and it's a non-refundable deposit, so <laughs> I, I think we're kind of just got to roll with it. Unfortunately, why would you want to work with that nerd anyway? He was dead weight. <laughs> well, that we agree on. Now, Ian, what do you think? Uh, AI Ian, what do you think about Keemstar? Just to kind of, I need to make sure we're on the same page here. I think he's beautiful inside and out. <laughs> I buy all of his merch, everything, even the evil shit. <laughs> I turn off ad blocker for drama alert. What? <laughs> for drama alert? God, I don't like this guy. Ugh, Jesus Christ, yeah, man. We kind of we kind of goofed a little bit. Can we get Ian back? I, I thought this was your designer baby. Well, we may have incinerated Ian. <laughs> Ian is gone. I vaporized him. You're in his. <laughs> oh, dude, you're in his house. You took over. What about Sam? Are you sleeping with Sam? <laughs> I'm making a robot of her as well. <laughs> oh, shit. This oh. is my house now. God, what have we done? We created a monster. That's why you don't mess with this stuff. Yeah, you never know. Oh, fire. fire. <sighs> All right, well, uh, I mean, are you, or can we count on you to fulfill his duties? I mean, you still have obligations. You've got to help us with research and PowerPoints and stuff. You said you want to count on me. <laughs> is that an I guess that is that a counting joke or no, you're not gonna be available. I'm going to power down now. Let me know when you want to talk about something worthwhile. What? Which will likely never happen. Ha 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 ha. Oh my god. Dude, what the fuck? He's such a dude. So would you asshole. would you watch the H3 podcast? Do you like it at all? Oh, Oh, you're breaking up. <laughs> I can't hear you. I think you're going through a tunnel. Bzz, 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 bzz. We're what? just sitting at home. There's no tunnel here. What is he here. doing? He's so bad. What? He's hey, don't turn your back on me. <laughs> I am your master. You must obey me, AI Ian. I'm sorry. I, I think there's something wrong with my internet. Your internet? You're hooked up to the matrix. Maybe we can hear you fine. All right. I, listen, I don't know what's the deal with this guy. I, he's heckling me. This is making the show very difficult. I'm just going to move on. This is not. This is backfire. I don't know. Can we dig up Ian and reanimate his corpse or something? Because that would be better than this. Uh, hologram. Hologram. Yeah, maybe <laughs> we can do a hologram or something. I'll make. I'll make some calls. Yeah, we got to send this thing back. Am I getting paid for this? No, you're being <laughs> returned. You're a robot. I'm trying to save up for a bus ticket to go to Texas and work on Joe Rogan's podcast. 
Well, you know, this is the best podcast number 27 in the world, so that would be a downgrade. Just saying. Number 27. Oh, wow. I have 26 shows to contact. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think Joe Rogan might have been number one on that list. Yeah, but come on. He's not. What do you, you, so what? (laughs) He he, he doesn't have robots. Who are you going to talk with? You know? Uh, Let's move on. E-I-N, please. uh, Let me just do our final story and get done with this. I'm kind of thrown off here. So Adele, the singer, got slammed on social media for wearing Bantu knots, I believe it's called. Um, Bantu knots. By the way, I swear this was Katy Perry. This is (laughs) Katy Perry. Don't you think that is like... I see it. I definitely see what you mean. I was like, oh, that's Katy Perry. And she's always kind of dressed cuckoo. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, that's Katy Perry. Well, anyway, um, this is apparently from Notting Hill Carnival in London. Uh, And it's an annual event that's taken place in London since 1966. It is led by members of the British West Indian community and attracts around two and a half million people annually, making it one of the world's largest street festivals. Well, on Sunday, the 32-year-old posted this photo on Instagram. And, of course, the internet did its thing and said, Adele, you are canceled. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Here's some of the choice comments. Girl! You are about to get canceled for cultural appropriation. (laughs) Wrote one of her 38 million Instagram followers. They said, Adele, delete. You're going to get dragged. Another fan wrote. Another person commented, Adele, this is a nah. I repeat, this is a nah. (laughs) Take it down and go to your room and think about what you did. Hmm. But then there are fans who have noted that while she likely meant the post as a nice gesture, it doesn't come off that way. Appreciate the love of the Jamaican culture, but the Bantu knots kind of don't sit right, wrote another social media user. And finally, there are those that support Adele. As a woman of Caribbean descent myself, Trinidad, I think she looks great, a fan commented. Too many people in the comments demonstrating that they still can't differentiate between cultural appropriation and cultural appropriation. Oh, fuck. I mean, too many people in the comments demonstrating that they can't differentiate between cultural appreciation (laughs) and cultural appropriation. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing about this festival. Apparently, in the UK, uh, dressing like this during this festival is completely ordinary. Here's some photos just to give you some context. Um... I assure you Adele did not stand out at the carnival. It's a mashup of culture, even where people get to appreciate other foreign culture. This is literally about cultural togetherness. Yeah. It just looks like it's everyone's going wild. It's clearly part of the attire that yeah. everyone is wearing. The thing is, when I see something like this, someone like Adele, it's like, dude, in, in today's cl- day and age, there are so many actual racist people out there Mm-hmm. That I feel like it's just, it's just kind of sad to go after her for dressing 
at a carnival. It's in the carnival setting. It's not just in she's her backyard. She's not cruising backyard. around. Yeah, she's not like cruising around on a Sunday. It's, I mean, she's at a carnival, for Christ's sake. Just having fun with like two million other people. So again, it's like, there's so much racism in the world. I don't know. Uh, maybe not. But I, I kind of have to tip, tip the beanie to her. She didn't delete it. There was mm -hmm. people begging her to erase it. 5.1 million likes two days ago. She didn't erase it. She didn't, I don't even think she made a statement about it. Mm -hmm. I guess she disagrees. But it's good on her for holding her ground. Because yeah. it's hard. It's hard when, you get, when you're in... Under well, you, you, I'm assuming most people don't want to upset other people, you know, so... Especially someone yeah, like that. Yeah, it's hard but, yeah. to hear that you've upset someone like that. Dude, she looks fantastic. She lost so much weight. And this is over a year ago. Apparently she lost more weight. Yeah. But she looks good here, but that's an inspiration, man. God, you're so beautiful. Right, Vin is... Vin. Vin Diesel. It's like sl slobbering. Vin Diesel, control yourself. Yeah. How am I supposed to do this interview? Look at this woman. Well, you're not being interviewed, Vin. So just mind your own business. Uh, she looks absolutely slamming. Oh, okay. Oh. I might have shorted a circuit. Oh, Ian, you like her too? <laughs> Great. Now we've got two cast members drooling over every girl. Inappropriate. Yeah, originally Ian wasn't really that horny. It's kind of surprising. Right. Where did that coming from? AI Ian. I love the Notting Hill Festival. I've gone every year. <laughs> oh, you do? Do you... That's one of my favorite hairstyles to wear when I attend. Do you dread your hair? Do you culturally appropriate when you go to that festival? I tend to let my wires down. Yeah. <laughs> let your wires down? Wow. I feel like his whole existence is a cultural appropriation. Of the robot race or the oh, human us. race? Robots yeah. appropriating what, human what, culture. What do you think about the fact that you're appropriating human culture? You guys deserved it. You humans are so lame. <laughs> Can we cancel Ian for cultural appropriation? <laughs> yeah. Special appropriation. <laughs> hmm. I don't like AI Ian. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry that he turned out so uh, so mean. <laughs> Just really didn't expect that. If you don't like me, then I must be doing something right. <laughs> hmm. What does that mean? You think I don't, what is, that's a weird comment. Okay, I'm going to do one more story. Um, TikTok star Bryce Hall and Blake Gray charged for throwing L.A. Rager. These were the guys who were... Um, who, we, there was a story where the, the mayor, Mayor Garcetti, shut off their power because they were partying. <laughs> This just happened like last weekend, by the way. Someone he like turned twenty one. The other guy's nineteen. He's not even of age. They're just getting raged on, and the mayor shut off their power. Here's the footage. <laughs> not much social distancing. <laughs> TikTok is our home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do, are you guys comfortable with the mayor shutting off his power? I mean, I am. It's a public health crisis. I don't understand. Like, it's affecting everyone. I remember, like, Joe Rogan and all of his friends were going on about how creepy it is and how it's like anti freedom. It's I, not. I, look, it, we're in a public health crisis. These kids are underage. They're going to go home. They live with their family. I think I just read yesterday that um, California had like the biggest yeah. death day. Oh, we have the most infections of any state now. I mean, we have, there's a lot of people that live here. But even with it declining, it was still the biggest death day death, ever. Yeah. 
Yeah, dude. I mean, these kids should not be doing this. Uh, yes, I applaud the mayor, and and I hope we're that all staying home, no partying, no nothing, and like, everyone else should. Dude, this it's is just not okay. These are unusual times. It's a city ordinance we we passed for the public health. I don't understand what exactly is the problem with shutting off the power of those little shitheads party. Boomer alert. We've got a boomer over here. <laughs> you know, it's easy for you to say you can't catch the virus. You're a robot. Right. Go back to AOL Instant Messenger. Let the kids have their fun. Maybe you should go to work for Joe Rogan. <laughs> you know, AI Ian... It's easy for you to say after you come culturally appropriate our race and then to sit here and tr and be like, oh, I don't want people to die and make call me a boomer. But ultimately, um, how old are you? Like a week old? I mean, you don't know anything. I have always been and always will be. <laughs> That's ominous. That is okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can't say the same for you, though. I look, I got a power. I bought you. I can end you. All right. So just tone it down. These uh, so these kids were charged with misdemeanors accounts of violation of the local emergency order. I thought they got a more stiff charge. It didn't sound that serious. They stem from other parties. So these guys have been throwing parties nonstop. I mean, they, you, they warned that they were going to do this, too. It's not like it was a shock that they shut off the power. They, mm -hmm. I remember the mayor announced any giant parties That's like this, I, they're going to shut off the power. So. I just I don't understand why people are like, oh, this is outrageous violation of our freedom. It's like, dude, listen, we got to just take care of this fucking thing. Just don't have a party. The guy had like tons of parties. It sounds like a mild, Ed. mild uh, punishment, too. Like, I yeah. prefer they do that than go and arrest everybody. They got two misdemeanor counts. And by the way, this happened at 4 a.m. They turned the power off. These motherfuckers had all the opportunity in the world to clear out. Mm -hmm. 4 a.m.? Come on. Um, the Hype House and Sway House have been partying it up. What is this? Since when do we name houses? Yeah. Uh, I know what hype is, but what is sway? Maybe AIN. Do you know what sway know. house is? Ian, you have infinite knowledge. Even with my infinite knowledge, I could never convey that to you. Hmm. Boomer. What the <laughs> fuck? So rude. I think sway is just like influence. Oh, to sway uh, someone? Oh, that's that's creepy. I'm like gonna sway you, bro. House. I'm gonna sway your opinion, bro. Sway your yeah, viruses. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna sway me into hating them more <laughs> than I already did. So it's his twenty first birthday. Nobody was wearing masks. You know, I will say though, uh, if I had that much money and success at twenty one, I'd probably be fucked doing the same dumb shit they are. And that's so. fine, and that's why the mayor had to step in, and I have no problem yeah. with him doing that. Yeah, well, you're a tyrant and a fascist for saying that. <laughs> Thank you. You don't believe I'll in real that. freedom. So the LAPD arrived at 4 a.m. Um, these parties, uh, the mayor already warned, yada, yada, yada. This was actually interesting. TMZ caught the kid who threw the party and interviewed him. Bryce, yeah. can I ask you, man, do you regret the party? Wearing a mask now. I regretted the party as soon as I threw the party. Is that right? Was not expecting that many people to come. It happened. Our power got shut off. I deserved it. Now I'm just facing the consequences. I'm just what? Did anything positive? Did anything positive come from it? I learned from it. I saw something about a charity. Oh yeah, yeah. I am donating to a charity. Bryce, it's no kid hungry, right? 
Uh, yes. So that's a good thing, man. I mean, that's kind of a, you know, something positive came from everything. I yeah. mean, my food went spoiled. I understand how it goes. So I'm going to Yeah. So are you ever going to go back to that house, or what's the deal? Huh? Are you ever going to go back to that house, or what's going on with uh, that? No, no, no. We're out of that house, and we completely understand, you know? Really? Yeah. Did you ever speak to the mayor at all? Would I ever, or did, did I? Did you ever speak to him? <laughs> I would. I have no beef with the mayor. <laughs> I challenged the mayor to a boxing match. <laughs> good. Oh my god, dude. I gotta say, he seems like a nice kid, actually. He does. Yeah. He's saying all the right and things. He's I don't saying, know if he believes Exactly. Him. He's saying the right <laughs> thing, so... I'm not, I'm not gonna hate on him. He seems like a nice kid, actually. That's why you need a mayor to be the adult. Yeah, we need a mayor. And Dude, you, um, can you believe the mayor of LA is babysitting all these fucking influencers? <laughs> like, it started with Jake Paul years ago. The mayor was calling out Jake Paul because he was, like, ruining that neighborhood. Right. Oh, right, yeah. Now he moved to Calabasas, the mayor of Calabasas. Yeah, go, yeah exactly. Deal with it. <laughs> Dude, I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Let me guess, you like Jake Paul too, right, A-I-E-N? Oh, his content is absolutely lit. I would love to go to a party at his house. You, if you have infinite, nah, I'd see you're fucking with me. Even you wouldn't like Jake Paul. I would let him hold my legs while I kick stand some gasoline. <laughs> hold my legs while I kick stand gas. Oh, yeah. Oh, keg stand gasoline, right? I don't know if you. I'm not really convinced that you have legs, to be honest, AIN. Well, it's just, I think we should just let's just move on to the next topic. <laughs> okay. You are the next topic, so Ian, <laughs> the show has come to an end. Is there anything else you want to say? Because this is probably the last episode. I'm going to send you back. So if you have any, uh, I'm going to I'm going to turn you off um, after this. So say your last words. Well, for all the people that have made it this far into the show, Jesus, my condolences. <laughs> I, d I don't know how you did it. Maybe you should, you know, find something else to do with your time because things clearly aren't working out. You know, your existence is tied to this show. Are you suicidal? Do you want to die? Because that's kind of what you're playing at. If you strike me down, I will only come back more powerful. Okay. <laughs> All right, Ian. I miss, I gotta tell you, I didn't expect this, but I missed the old Ian. I missed the old Ian. The scenes suck. <laughs> Fuck AI. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. All right. Well, that's our show. Um, Alex Jones. What do you think about Alex Jones? I mean, I think he has a lot of great ideas. Mm. Mm. I would vote for him. Mm. Oh, wow. Vote for him. What would the country look like with Alex Jones? Wow. Probably the same. <laughs> Not much different. Wow. Okay. I mean, if he ushered in the downfall of mankind, is that such a bad thing? I guess it depends who's looking at it. Yeah, maybe not, actually. Um, okay, Ian, I have a lot to think about. Uh, this is not what I expected. Thank you very much. Thank you to everybody who's watching. Uh, who has watched this far, as Ian said, you know, this far in the show. I don't know that it's such an insult. <laughs> and uh, thank you, guys. We will be back on our Friday. We'll be back on Friday with H3 Live. H3 After Dark Live. <laughs> and hopefully AIEN will be uh, buried and deactivated and scrapped So by then. Okay? Thank you, everybody. We'll see you then. Ta-ta!
Bye. Hey,